0: Good morning If you don't know me, my name's James. I'm the worship pastor here. Great to see everyone out. Second service. Hello to all our online viewers right now. Oh, isn't the Lord good? Have you enjoyed this service so far, be honest, have you? What a special place this is. What a special people God has put together here. What a team. What a team. Well done, worship team. Christine, thank you for stepping in today. Uh, She wasn't scheduled, but we had one of those weeks where a bunch of people just couldn't do it. And she never likes to lead or be on the team when I preach because she wants to just be that support and it's logistically it's an issue for us to all come early and so thank you for doing that Uh, every song was anointed Uh, the prophetic words that came we can do exploits if you know your God do you know do you know who it is that you love do you know who it is that loves you amen Thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord. So we're, uh, yeah, I'm just waiting on the Lord. God just keeps making me look at Bill Clunder When I was worshiping, man, I don't know what's going on with you today. And the Lord told us to drop those things that we're carrying. Did you hear that when Kathy ministered that? How many of you got rid of some stuff already? Don't take it out of here. Let it go. Man, we've been through so much, haven't we? And we're still here. (laughs) I'm thinking about the precious saints that have helped make this church so special that are in heaven now. I was thinking about Jeff, and I was just cracking up. Remember Jeff Beecham, what a gift he was. I'm gonna need that. Praise God. Yeah, Pastor Walt, Maureen, we say be healed in Jesus' name today. Devil's not gonna take you out. God's not done with you. You're anointed called for such a time as this still Your best tears are out in front of you. And I personally hope I I see them all. Amen. (laughs) Praise God. So we're in a series, Walking in the Spirit uh, is the title of my message. We've heard uh, Pastor Jim open the series with kind of talking about the Trinity and who the Holy Spirit is as part of the Trinity. I felt like that was a great message and then Pastor Ralph came along and talked about the holy spirit as our helper the paraclete the one called alongside to help uh and we learned about the various works of the spirit and so today we're gonna look at walking in the spirit thank you for to our trustees thank you to our our finance committee Thank you for our staff, all the ministry heads, all the leaders. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you to, to everyone that calls this place home and has ever called this place home. And I believe he's calling some of you to come back home. Yes. That was Pastor Maureen's word a week or so ago. Hey, don't let go of those. Write those down and keep declaring them. Keep pl- praying through them. The Lord says so much when we come, and then like by Tuesday morning, it's, it's like it's gone, right? But what does the enemy do? He takes the word that was, th- that was sown and then tries to make it come to no effect. Hide those words in your heart. Just cherish them. Amen. Yeah, today's is wild second service. I would start to laugh and then it would instantly turn into like wanting to cry. And I think we just need the joy of the Lord. Yeah. Uh, and we just need to be happy. Yeah. Happy are the people whose God is the Lord. Yeah. Is, is the Lord your God? then we should be happy, don't you think? We should be the the happiest bunch out there. There's no reason to be sour and dour. And so that's a good segue to my terrible dad jokes that you're going to be subject to right now. Did you hear about the guy who only believed in 12.5% of the Bible? All you math petitions, he was an eighth theist. Dad, you should have got that right away. You're like quick with numbers. He, he, he didn't get it. He's like the biggest math whiz I know. Who, who knows this? Who was the best babysitter in the Bible? David, he rocked Goliath right to sleep. Bob's smiling, that's good. Okay, last one. Are, are you okay? Is everyone okay? Are you in a hurry to get out of here? I just, thank you. I, and I'm fighting off whatever sickness is trying to come on me. So bear with me with the lozenge in my mouth and, and all that. I was just praying that the anointing would carry me through today. Uh, what happens when you work out as in physical exercise with the Bible in your hand? You get sweaty psalms. What what did you think? (laughs) What did you think was going to (laughs) happen? All right. Wow. So today's message, Walking in the Spirit, there's a lot of things we could talk about. And a lot of you have had experience walking in the Spirit. And I really felt like my message today was very specifically to bring bring it down to this simple truth and that is that is what's written on your note sheet rather than you filling in some blank words it's there big for you to meditate on this week and it just simply says this that walking in the spirit is allowing the holy spirit to illuminate the word of god so we can walk out the will of god so you can read this just like you read the newspaper and it won't do any good to you you might misinterpret it you might come up with a bunch of legalistic ways to have some kind of religion but when you when you open your heart and say holy spirit illuminate this to me then you're empowered to walk in the spirit you're empowered to walk out the will of god don't you want god's will come your kingdom be done your will in my life and so it takes that understanding that Beyond anything else, beyond you hearing specific things or it being something super spiritual sounding, it's just simple. Walking in the spirit is when we allow the Holy Spirit to illuminate the word so we can walk out the will of God. Walking is an action. It's not standing in the spirit, it's not being idle in the spirit, it's walking in the spirit. And so if I can just be candid today, and I think most of us who have been in the Pentecostal charismatic movement long enough, i would say that the we the one thing we're not accused of is erroring on the side of sound doctrine now we're often known for blaming the holy spirit on things that just aren't in the word of god or, or doing things that are just strange and weird for the sake of some kind of culture that we've chased after and we grasp that we've departed from the fundamental things of the faith we're not anchored in the faith so i'm not saying that's the the whole baby's not getting thrown out with the bathwater, but we need to understand that that is a weakness in the way we approach and our experience, so we need to be corrected by that. Amen, somebody? Yeah. So walking in the spirit is always walking in the word. If you're not walking in the word, I don't care what you call it, it's not walking in the spirit. Did you know Jesus Christ is the word? And he was the word made flesh, and you have the spirit of Christ in you, and He said, pray, he said, pray. Give us this day our daily bread not give us this day some kind of special word from the lord you know separate our daily bread did you know he's the bread the bread of his presence just like in the in the in the temple right and so his presence is the living word there's so much more spirit in here than we realize and when jesus responded to temptation he didn't say brother i feel like the lord is he said it is written he knew the word of god and he quoted the word of god to an enemy who was twisting the word of god he was the holy spirit filled word of god not the religious letter of the law trip you up word of god hello somebody Sharing from personal experience, not recent, so it's nobody here, so no one get upset. It's past, past tense. I've had people in the past commit to do something for me as a pastor, and they said they were led by the Lord to do this, or so the Spirit of God uh, compelled them to do this. And then you know what? When it got tough, when their character needed to be formed, when they realized, ah, my emotions have now worn off, the honeymoon is over instead of sticking through it, instead of saying the word of God has called me to swear to my own hurt, the word of God has called me to be faithful and little, they said, you know what? The Lord's telling me to do something else. That is not being led by the Spirit. That's blaming the Holy Spirit on your inability to follow through or commit, or maybe you didn't hear right in the first place, but you know what? Once you're in, you're in. And then that's God. Is anybody hearing this today? Yes. Maybe we've all fallen prey to that. Don't be so quick to say, the Spirit of God is saying this. Let's make sure the word of God is leading us. These things shouldn't be. There's big name ministries we've seen just do the strangest things. There's big name ministries who've said the Lord said something and and it didn't didn't come to pass. And so we just have to make sure uh, we're grounded in the word. Um, And can I just share something real simple? I think a lot of times we think we have to come across as spiritual or look like we have everything together or be perceived a leader or maybe, you know, be a pulpit preacher like me or whatever. But your life can be a complete mess. You can feel like, I don't even know if God's here right now. And he'll still speak to you. And you can still walk a path that is the walk of the spirit, because it would be the enemy that would make you think you have to have some kind of big name ministry or have a, a degree or anything like that that makes you seem super spiritual because the Lord will talk to you. He'll talk to anybody at any time right. and he'll ask you to do something and And my advice is just to say yes. I remember uh, just Again, just reflecting on on Pastor Walt, what a great man uh, of God he was, what a great mentor, what a great counselor. There was a time I was struggling uh, and was asking him, like, what what should I do in this situation? I'm not hearing from from God. And he just said, said to me very simply, James, you know, there's only a couple times where God really spoke clearly to me apart from his word. And he gave me instruction. He said, you know what the rest of it is? Every day, what does the word say? Just walking by faith, walking by faith. And so too many of us are wanting to hear a special voice say something, and we're missing this voice that's already here, and this is the Holy Spirit of God. And uh, please be aware also that the enemy knows you want to hear a voice, and he will talk to you. He will deceive you and he will mislead you. And we wanna make sure we're not opening our ears to that because then it's just, you know, the people, it's the will of the wisp, it's here, there, everywhere. There's no landing in one place because it's always led by the ocean of emotion. Let's not be those people as we walk in the spirit. Another mentor of mine said this, and it bears repeating. I want you to get this today. He said, gifts are for service, not for status. Gifts are for service, not for status. The Holy Spirit breathes the gifts into the body so that we can serve the body. Not so that we can have a title, amen, a position, a platform. It's not to make money, to grow a huge whatever. It's to serve. And so the walk of the Spirit is a, is a serving, selfless, uh, hard walk. Let me just tell you, you don't need a platform, you don't need a microphone. You just need to be obedient to the Word. Also, we think we need the Holy Spirit, uh, and he will, he will talk to you specifically. Don't hear me saying He's not going to, but did you know if you're in the line at the grocery market and you've look behind you and there's a single dad or mom and they're struggling and they're trying to pull out the food stamps card and you know the holy spirit doesn't have to tell you specifically to pay for their groceries you do it because you love them because the spirit of god's in you and because jesus gave you so much why wouldn't you want to do that so again fine if if you feel like oh the lord told me to do this specifically and obviously you'd probably run out of money if you paid for everyone's groceries, but you hear what I'm saying? Let's not wait for this special voice. Let's obey the voice of the spirit that's here already. I, I need to tell you this today that we don't take our cues from any type of culture of spiritualism that's created. We take our cues from the word of God. And so if there's a great culture that you're following and, and it's based on the word of God, that's fine. But too many times we take the template and we draw a line around it and cut that out, and then we take that and draw a line around that, cut that out. Bill, you know this from woodworking. You can't copy the template and keep doing that because eventually your shape will just morph. You've got to go back to the original, the, the, the inerrant word of God, the authority, the God-breathed, the breath of God, Holy Spirit, word of God. Because if you start modeling your life after a culture you get squirrely i don't know what pastor ralph called it a couple of weeks ago just strange and weird and not where god wants us to be so amen and the other thing is uh it's easy for someone to make it look like the word of god supports what they're doing but be discerning not all that glitters is gold. Is it a right division of the word of truth? Walking in the spirit is a right division of the word of truth. Is the word of God, as we're endeavoring to walk in the spirit, and say we're led of the spirit, is the word of God our reason for setting our hand to something, and it should be, or is it our excuse? Make sure it's the reason. Because again, if I fail to be a person of my word, I can always go in here and, and find something that sounds like it's a, good, it's a good excuse why I didn't do. So you can't use the word of God, part of the word of God, to, to go against another part of the word of God. And these are mistakes Christians make a lot of times, immature people, and unfortunately a lot of times seasoned people that have been in the body a, a long time, and, and they've misunderstood what it means to follow the Holy Spirit or to walk in the Spirit. I remember a season in my life. I'm gonna do a quick commercial here before I give the testimony. I am preaching in a few weeks down the road on why tongues. I believe every believer should speak in tongues. They should be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And I'm gonna talk about that. So pray for me as I prepare for that message because uh, it just needs to be anointed and, and altar workers and everybody get ready for a bunch of people to be filled with the Spirit and pray in tongues that day. So now that I said that, I'm gonna tell you this, another season previously in my life in ministry, I came upon a ministry that was teaching, you should pray in tongues for long periods of time, for hours and hours and blocks of nothing but tongues. And I did that for a while. And it was an error because what they were doing was creating a. a a legalistic, works-based way to pray in the spirit. And so whether I pray five minutes in the spirit or 17 hours, one isn't better than the other. One isn't more spiritual. So that it was a legalistic kind of way that you would do this and then supposedly you would become more spiritual. And you know what? It just made me more religious and more judgmental about people. So I had to back away from that and realize that that, The heart of that teaching i understand it but it was in error and a lot of people were falling into that so maybe that's a trap you've fallen into that doesn't mean you're walking in the spirit paul said he he said i pray in tongues more than you all i thank god and we'll get to why he said that but then he followed up with this i would rather speak five words in my own language that will teach others than a thousand words in other tongues. That's a strong statement. Five words. Everyone hold up your hand like this. So make sure when you're walking in the Spirit that you hold up your hand and say, before I do anything, I'm going to stop and ask myself this question. I'm not going to pray in tongues for five hours. I'm going to ask this question. What does the word say? Amen. Five words. Five words in, in a language you know. What does the Word say? What does the Word say? Galatians 5.25, I'm glad you asked. It's quiet in here. Since we're living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in some parts of our lives. Are you paying attention? Did I read that right? Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of of our lives. Now, Galatians is one of Paul's masterworks on the difference between the flesh and the spirit, and I would encourage you to read and study that out. And he was trying to get the church to understand that, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're filled with the spirit now to live a life, the, the divine law of love empowered by the spirit, but you're now acting like you have to go back and obey the law to obtain salvation. How many you know that's not right? You're making people get circumcised. You don't need to get circumcised as, as a, a way of salvation. And so he's contrasting that. So get that. We can't live a life according to the religious uh, laws. You'll never live up to it. The law doesn't save you. But you can now walk out the fulfillment of the law because of the Holy Spirit is within you and you're called to live out the divine law of love. Titus 3, verse 5 helps us understand this. He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we did in righteousness. In other words, not by conformity to the law, not by our fleshly works, but in accordance with this mercy by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the what? Holy Spirit, whom he very chintzily gave us only a tiny amount of, who he richly poured out upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Do you know you didn't just get a tiny bit of the Holy Spirit? Can you just picture a bucket the size of this entire church just being dumped out on you and into you, flowing through you? That's encouraging to me. And that says, I don't need to walk this out in my own flesh. The Holy Spirit will empower me to live out this command to love. John thirteen I'm giving you a new commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you that you also love one another. You know how I can tell if you're walking in the spirit, if you're loving your brother and sister in Christ? Don't tell me you're walking in the spirit and you're not loving your brother and sister. Galatians 6:2. bear one another's burdens and thereby do what? Fulfill the law of Christ. By bearing one another's burdens. That's not you making a big shot out of yourself. Matthew 26:41, and I think we need to hear this today because it can be discouraging. How can I do this, Lord? Keep watching and praying so that you do not come into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Always remember that. Your flesh is weak. Don't let your flesh rule you. Let your spirit lead. Here's what I believe the Spirit of God is saying to me, and maybe to you. Holy Spirit is saying, James, I'm in you. I'm in you today. I know you don't want to love your neighbor. I know you don't want to keep forgiving people that have hurt you. I know you don't want to let go of the past. I, don't, I know you don't want to serve when it's inconvenient to you. I know you don't want to love on the sheep when they're being contrary. But, says the Lord, let's do this together. You can't do it alone, but you can do it with me. You can do it with me. I'd rather walk that out with the Holy Spirit than try it in my own flesh any day because I'm going to fail, and I do fail. I've failed some of you, and please forgive me. I'll continue to fail, but I'm going to continue to go back to grab hands with the Holy Spirit and say, let's do this together. Let's walk this out together. And so it's so important... One of the things the Holy Spirit needs for you to do is to put the Word of God in you. You can't get enough of this. This has to be every waking moment, more and more and more in, 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 in. Meditate daily therein so that the Holy Spirit has something to work with. Because if all you're feeding is secondary source material or the news or someone's big ministry, you know, ideas of what, and you're not getting the Word, the Holy Spirit doesn't have anything to work with. Give him more of him, the God-breathed word of God. Second Timothy 3.16, all scripture is inspired by God and beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness. When we walk in the spirit, it's a walk that is coming under the correction of the word of God. It's a life of self-discipline so that we walk rightly in God's right ways, in God's right path, and in God's right attitude. If somebody ever tells you they're being led by the Spirit or the Spirit of God told them something and it doesn't agree with God's word, then it's not walking by the Spirit. Is that too simple? Is that too easy? It's walking by error. It doesn't mean they're a terrible person, they're not saved or anything like that. It just means there's error. There's some deception going on there somehow, some blindness. A lot of times it's just our emotions i'm not a, a super emotional person but i can be right and you can lean in or well, we watched like three hallmark christmas hallmarks in a row and i just wanted to cry <laughs> I was like it's too early for me to get this emotionally invested in christmas it's not even thanksgiving yet And actually, sometimes people that are deceived, uh, I know believers can't be uh, demon-possessed, but they sure can be deceived and oppressed, uh, demonized, as, as Walt would call it. And so we want deliverance if that's the case. You need to identify that and get that off you if that's on you. Romans 8, verses 9 through 11. However, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Confess that over your life every day. When you get out of bed, when you go to work, that job you don't want to go to, that person you don't want to deal with. I am not in the flesh, but I am in the spirit. Therefore, you can deal with them in the spirit, not in the flesh. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, but if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. It's almost like we disown him if we distance ourselves from being aware the Spirit of God is in us. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, and that's key, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. So we acknowledge that our flesh is dead. Our flesh can't do anything for us at this point. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. You're not a miserable wretch. You don't need to go around and fill yourself and say, woe is me, I'm a piece of junk. No, now your physical body actually is empowered by the spirit to carry out the work of the kingdom, to lay hands on the sick, to pray for people, to serve in the food pantry, to to serve here, to do something in the flesh. Those actions don't save you, but you're now empowered for your flesh to be used to serve the God because you're resurrected anew. Amen, somebody. So even our sinful flesh is alive by the Spirit to walk out this, the will of God according to the Word of God. The other thing I like to remind us of, and you know, I need to remind myself, is that when you're walking in the Spirit, you're not just, it's not just a me walk. Uh, we get so consumed. We get so frustrated with our own lives, our finances, our problems, our family. But remember, it's a we it's a body of Christ so your walking in the spirit is going to be of benefit to the others in the body of Christ if something i'm doing is causing division strife confusion in the family of god again i'm in error i'm not fully walking in the spirit romans 816 says the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of god you're children of God. You're in the family of God. You're not the spoiled child of God. I mean, I guess sometimes we do feel, feel like we're special and we're his favorite, but you know what? We're all his favorites. Praise God. So as we do this, if, if we do this right, church, if we learn to walk in the Spirit, as we learn to deeply know the Word of God, we'll begin to hear his voice in our specific situation. Right? Right? And I believe his voice speaks to us, not just uh, about the things that maybe are our fleshly desires that need to be cut away or disciplined away, but he'll speak to us about the call of God on our life, his will for us and his purpose for us. You're called according to his purpose, not your purpose. And hopefully they're the same. Hopefully we get to the point where I got it now, Lord. Whatever your purpose is, is my purpose. But too often, our purpose is working against him. And so we need to learn about that voice that's going to lead and guide us with inner peace. Can I just tell you, I personally believe there isn't a situation you're going to come across in life that can't somehow be addressed directly by the word of God. You can put all kinds of examples. Like, should I move to this city? Well, is there a church there that you can thrive in? No. No. Don't move to that city. You get what I'm saying there? Sometimes it's not, you know, God's not going to tell you don't go there, but he, he's, he's going to give you a good reason to make a life decision based on the truth of God's word. Is that too simple for you? So uh, when there's a lack of a direct answer, which is few and far between, and you need guidance, we need to keep three things in mind as I finish here today. Number one, peace must always rule. Your walk of the Spirit is a walk of peace. And I love that God kept speaking about that today. God kept sharing that with us today. Isaiah 55, 12. For you will go out with joy and be led in peace. Led in peace. Colossians three fifteen. Let the peace of Christ to which you are indeed called. Did you know you're called to peace? Yes. Answer that call. In one body, together, the we, not the me, it rule in your hearts And be thankful. Whenever I struggle, I've lost my peace, emotions come in, discouragement, whatever it is, you know how you can refocus on that? Just be thankful. Just be grateful. Just start, just lift up that hand and surrender just to start with whatever it is. You know, my family, thank God for my family, thank God for my health, uh, for my home, food, clothing, shelter, those things that will start real. You off your circumstances and back to the peace of God. That passes all understanding. So if is my whatever I'm hearing that's telling me to walk a certain way, do I have the peace of God? Sometimes we think the peace of God means we're not going to be frustrated with people. That's not true. Some of the deepest times of conflict in my life I've had to find the peace of the Lord, because he wasn't going to make those things go away. He's saying, how are you going to handle it, James? And so if you have inner peace, you're gonna, you're a lot less liable to go on a, you know, tirade on somebody. Makes sense? Because you just hold that, you, you hold that peace. And sometimes, raising both hands and both feet, sometimes we just made our own mess. We just we just got ourselves in it, and he ain't getting you out. <laughs> He's saying, deal with it now. Be accountable for your actions. Maybe make better decisions next time, right? Learn from it. Fail through it. Grow from it. Be more discerning about what you say yes to, etc. Be a better life manager. Let the Holy Spirit manage your life better. And then another thing besides the peace of God, which is super important, and that is getting good counsel from others. Holy Spirit will help you walk in the spirit by counseling through other men and women of God. I would say choose people who are seasoned in the faith, who've been through some things and can can counsel you. There's even, there's instances in the book of Acts where we have to be careful with this, where well-meaning people told Paul the the wrong thing because they felt more for him. I said, no, don't go there, your life's in peril. He said, I, I have to, I have to, I'm compelled. So the, the peace of God was ruling in his heart and the call of God was directing his steps. And be careful, people who love you sometimes don't give you a good unbiased counsel. Amen, somebody, hear what I'm saying? you got to get someone that's away from your situation that can objectively counsel you from the word of God and give you some direction. I'm telling myself here, one uh, years ago when I was a younger man, a greenhorn, much more full of myself than I am now and I'm still a work in progress, but I had the situation. Uh, Bill probably knows all about it, but... um, I just felt like I needed to tell someone who was in charge of me (laughs) a lot of stuff that they could do better. Uh, Basically, that's what it boiled down to. And so I knew it could be a tenuous situation and and that was my flesh wanting to kind of rise up out of season and and I didn't need to. So I called this person. I was like, hey, I need some advice. This guy's really messing up in these areas and I need to tell him. And and this person on the phone said, "Uh, hey, James, you can't give a ton of advice on a bridge that'll only carry half a ton. A relationship bridge that's only half of you can't give a ton. He was saying, I don't think you have the relationship to talk to this guy that way. Did I take his advice? No. <laughs> I just stepped right in it. It was painful for me. It was painful for them, but God is good. I repented and, and, and we made amends. But do you hear what I'm saying? Even when you get that wise counsel, how many times have you done it or seen someone do it? I tell people that come to me, I give them counsel. I'm like, that's right on the money. Then they go and they find someone else who tells them what they want to hear and they go do what they want to do. It's not walking in the spirit. Lord, help us, right? We all, we all mess up. We're not who who we want to be, but we're going, going there, right? Yep. And then, then finally, the Lord will lead you by favor. I believe his favor surrounds us like a shield. He wants to direct us with doors of opportunity and favor. And so sometimes the, the walk of the Spirit will take you in steps toward an open door. Um, and they are circumstances, but this is kind of the last harbinger of whether you should walk that way or not. If you don't have the peace of God in inside and if you haven't sought wise counsel, don't just go running through open doors. You could get in a big mess. And don't just think because it's closed now, it's, it's, it's forever. Again, in a season when I was here before living with my parents, um, I was working with Bill on a job and I had an opportunity to, to get a different job and I interviewed for it. And I just didn't quite, I just, we didn't quite have it settled that, is that really what you should do? Because I was going from a non ministry job to another non ministry job. And so as I was negotiating that, that position, I, I said, I need X amount of dollars. And it was kind of a high, highball offer. And I knew that. Um, they may not go for it. And then finally she just said, no, you're not worth that. So that door closed, but I didn't have peace anyway. So I kind of made sure that, you know, I don't know what I would have done if, if she would have said, yeah, I'll pay you that. Thank God that didn't happen. But anyway, I didn't, we didn't have peace. So we waited and a couple people said, you're nuts, you should have taken that job. That's, that's obviously something better for you at this point. It wasn't two weeks later that God opened the right door for us to walk through. And we had peace, and it was a season where we departed from here. We had a, had a long season in Florida where God just blessed us, and we had ministry there. So that's an example from my own life. 1 Corinthians 16:9, Paul says, For a wide door of effective service has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Often the Lord will direct you this way. And it says in the Amplified, Because a wide door for effective service has opened to me, in Ephesus, a very promising opportunity, and there are many adversaries. Again, there, when the Lord, when we're walking in the Spirit, the Lord's leading us, it doesn't mean that no one's going to oppose you. Or that when you go through that, it's 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 not going to be challenging. So again, if we take our cues from circumstance, well, this is going to be hard, and and I don't know if I should do that because the Lord, you know, is going to take away all my problems. That's not the case. Be very discerning. Acts 16, 6. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to do. They passed through the Phrygian and Galatian region after being forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. This is a very unique situation where Paul knew they, knew, they knew what they were called to do, to preach the gospel. But the Holy Spirit said, of these choices, you shouldn't do this one. And that's kind of more of the complex situation because they both seem good, Right. So that's where we really need to make sure we're discerning and we're hearing the Lord. Because if it was just about, well, I need to preach. I'm just going to go preach anywhere. Well, you don't go where the Holy Spirit doesn't tell you to go. Right? And it wasn't a case where he was burning a bridge or going against the word of God or, or deceiving someone or going back on his word. Amen, somebody? So... Summary, let me, let, me, let me say again this big overarching statement. The, the walking in the Spirit is so many things, but it, it has to be this if it's anything else. Walking in the Spirit is allowing the Holy Spirit to illuminate the Word of God so we can walk out the will of God. Did you get anything out of that at all today? Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, if you're new or fairly new, been here one, two, three, four, five times, come say hello to us in the welcome room. We've got some deacons, some some pastors who might be there to say hello. Uh, if you need prayer for anything at all, our prayer workers are down front. Come, receive prayer, receive ministry. Uh, we love you all. Let me pray, and then we'll be, be released today. Father, I thank you for this word and season. I pray anything I said that wasn't of you, Lord, just falls to the wayside and disappears, Lord. We want to hear your truth about walking in the Spirit. Help us to grow up in this. And I pray that every day this week, everyone who heard this message learns more and more how to hear your voice, how to walk in the Spirit according to the Word of God and to do the will of God and to spread this gospel to the ends of the earth, Lord, until you come. And we thank you for it. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You're released. God bless.